you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Big plans in 2018. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by... Bananas. <laughs> World-class designers, and there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code AROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or... AROUND. <laughs> Domain. <laughs> Squarespace. The Around the NFL Podcast uses too many pronouns. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hensis, and I am joined in a room that is just, well, a hotel room that is filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Kevin Patra, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey, Kevin Patra coming at you. What up? <laughs> oh, here we are. Back in the hotel, a different hotel. Room, we're in room 512 now, moving on up in the world. Literally, we're in 401. On Maybe Tuesday. one of the more luxurious locales we've ever filmed. Uh, we've got two, three of you sitting on nice color couches. Yeah. Patra on a nice fold-out chair. Mark on a table. Sitting I on a table. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to complain because the NFL, on balance, takes care of us. But I did go downtown. We're we're just on the outskirts near the Mall of America, which is technically in Bloomington, Bloomfield, whatever. Um, I took I took a Uber downtown yesterday um, to get drinks, and the hotel where the majority of NFL media talent is staying is the Hyatt and the Hilton. And the differences between those places and this place, it is a perfect metaphor for how we are viewed in this company overall. Well, we chose to come to this hotel. <laughs> right. And the, and there's like 10 
talent I can think of off the top of my head right. that are staying at this hotel that are pretty big time in this company. So only right? you guys it's are allowed better. to complain about stuff. This I complain is, about talent one thing. is subjective. This is my favorite this, Super Bowl this, tradition. This, yeah, I like this one. <laughs> I like this one better. I'd be much rather. You say that, but you haven't seen the special. Like, remember, Mark, our first Super Bowl? I do. In, in uh, Indianapolis, and we were in the Marriott, and there's Jerry Jones and Michael Irvin and the ladies and the fireplace and the champagne flutes. That's what's going on at the hotels where everyone else is staying but us. It's been a distinctly different Super Bowl week for, I would feel personally, on, mo- on many levels. And our location has is packed into that. And it's been nice. Like Wes and I, just like you guys on Monday, went to do a, a hit on Sky Sports uh, for their show this week. And it's like you can just walk across the street to the mall. You walk right back. I went shopping yesterday. <laughs> I, I would say it feels like I, I worked a lot of corporate jobs before the NFL. And considering Super Bowl week, it feels much more like sort of bizarre three-day trips that I would take to like some random state and you'd stay somewhere yes. by the highway. That's what this business or trip a wedding. feels like up here. A wedding where you a travel wedding. and you're staying at the hotel that's near wherever the reception is. But I'm not paying a cent for it. so I just want yeah. to say thank you, first of all, to Chris Wessling. Because Wes... He made it to the Super Bowl preview podcast this year. <laughs> Barely. Do we want to now that a, a full year has passed, West? Do you want to just let the cat out of ba- out of the bag and what happened last year? Because you were mysteriously absent from this important <laughs> podcast a year ago. I had some major issues with a feature article I was writing, and my laptop <laughs> shut down. Completely, just evaporated on me. Our IT department was clueless on how to fix it. I lost the whole article, so there were many sleepless nights, and I plowed right through with a nap during Mm. the preview podcast. (laughs) Unbeknownst to me at the time, I had cancer, so maybe that was a factor. Did you, oh, did they say point. that had, you were? Or it was already. Yeah, I already had it in gestating. My, I already had it in my body by then. Hmm. How do you feel about the attack you wow. just issued yes. on Wesley now? I feel like that was a good retort. <laughs> was there <laughs> a pretty strong? Because I was about to come back and say. Also, people should know we taped that podcast at like three p.m. But if you had the if you had the big C in the uh, in the old bloodstream, I gotta I gotta give you a pass. I didn't even oversleep. I just completely forgot we had a podcast that afternoon. <laughs> And one shadowy league figure was really miffed about it. Yeah. Really? Yes. Hmm. He sat me down for a chat later, a later in the week. So it wasn't a going out. There was no drinking involved. No, there was no drinking involved. It was staying for the up first, for work. For the first time in my employment history, I missed something without drinking being involved. Um, all right. So Wes is with us, and you know that is a great thing. Kevin Patcher is with us uh, making his uh, annual Super Bowl podcast. Uh, appearance. How you doing, buddy? Doing swell. Doing swell. Yeah. What have your been takeaways? You've been following the Patriots. Eagle, Patriots. Tell us anything. Uh, it does it seem yeah. like it's as road to them as picked, it is for everyone else. It's, that carcass has been picked over so many times. Back to back Super Bowl. Wait, three times in four years. There's nothing new to talk about. They're loose. I mean, Bill's cracking jokes. Tom's talking about first time he tried dip. But <laughs> has anyone followed the angle of? How Dante Sarnecchia has really helped that offensive line gel. <laughs> yes, plenty of people. Oh, okay. Um, it's like every show you you make a joke about a different Mark Sessler feature from the it, previous. It literally was something I wrote either two years <laughs> right. or three or four years ago. So. Um, that was not a, a Sessler attack, sorry, Mark. No, I think it's. I also, by yeah. the way, I wasn't the only person that came up with that idea right. as an article. So yeah, uh, yeah. So we're going to big show today. We just missed the the uh, the big trade of Alex Smith uh, to 
the Redskins and what that means with Kirk Cousins and all the other teams that need quarterbacks. So we're going to talk about that. And then this is officially the Super Bowl 52 preview extravaganza. Uh, so we will really dig deep on the game uh, and make our picks officially. And as annual tradition, of course, our go get my lunch Super Bowl props. Uh, so we'll, we'll go around the room and make some predictions and, and uh, put some sandwiches on it. Go get my lunch, you big old turd. <laughs> I came straight from downtown Minneapolis to this hotel room because I was covering the Justin Timberlake press conference. Also at that press conference, Erica Tamposi, who is the biggest Justin Timberlake fan I've ever met. And Erica, as we know, is a little bit crazy. She's a loose cannon. A shadowy league figure asked her if she wanted to be backstage during all the uh, lead-up to the press conference. So Erica covertly recorded um, a message for me when she was in JT's um, airspace. And, and this is what it sounded like. So I am at the Hilton right now, and I am behind the scenes of his presser, and he just walked in, and he's wearing a long, badass coat. I am literally shaking, but I had to play it cool, and I just couldn't make eye contact with him because I got so nervous, but I looked down, but I was, like, really close to him, but I, like, looked at him and then looked down, and, oh, my God, I'm literally about to faint. But playing it cool, he doesn't know that I'm freaking out. I am so chill right now. Sounds it. <laughs> I guess it's like good to see. I mean, I don't know if it's good to see, but there's evidence that females can be full-fledged stalkers too. It's not just the the male gender. That's in true. Our society. That's true. Um, so okay, we got a lot to get to, and we will. Uh, we're going to save the news for the end of the show, Wes. It is up to you to remind me, um, or bring it up yourself. We are going to have a tweet up. We are. I already details to come. I tweeted out uh, the fact that we are going to have this on Friday evening, and I asked for. Bar recommendation, so I expect to hear back from people soon. Very good. So uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But let's, before we get into the Super Bowl, let's talk about the big news uh, right now in the NFL, non-Super Bowl related, and it is Mondo news because Alex Smith was uh, traded from the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, which is a big move in itself because it, of course, clears the path for Patrick Mahomes, their second-year passer, or will be a second-year passer. And that also means... Connect the dots, Greg. I was able to connect the dots right away. Not everyone could do it, but Kirk Cousins won't be back in Washington. Mm. And that is huge. Wes, you wrote a landing uh, spots piece about where Cousins could land. And this is not completely unique because it happens sometimes. A quarterback that's young and uh, or in his prime hits the open market. But it doesn't happen much, and it's going to be a big uh, situation in the league. Yeah, I, there's never been a situation like this quite like this, where the guy was franchise tagged twice, holds all the leverage, is in the prime of his career, is in the top six statistically over the last three years in just about every major category. And until the Alex Smith trade, the team didn't have a, a young backup or any other option to go to go with. So it is a bit unprecedented, but I sort of see this as not just who Kirk Cousins is going to pick, but which of the teams has that hunger and willingness to get into a bidding war for him. We know the Vikings need a quarterback. They've got some cheaper options. Uh, are they willing to go $30 million a year on Kirk Cousins? I don't know about that, but I, I do think the Jets and Broncos are willing to go that far. Those are the logical teams to me, those two right off the bat. But a lot of these teams sneak up. People didn't really expect 
uh, the Broncos to be in the mix uh, initially for Peyton Manning. The 49ers wound up being in the mix for them. There haven't been guys like Kirk Cousins that have become available. The Cardinals are one team I think that's going to be highly motivated uh, to get a quarterback and could maybe pitch Kirk Cousins to go there. Broncos of any team have had players come out of the woodwork starting three weeks ago saying, we want Kirk Cousins on this team. You know, by the way, you, you, you share a locker room with three other quarterbacks. They don't care at all. They keep saying over and over, Von Miller, everyone else, we've got to get this guy with us. C.J. Anderson was on NFL Network saying it yesterday. And Elway is the one guy that when it came to the Peyton Manning thing, the last biggest situation even close to this, that he had, I thought, his sort of shining moment as a GM, the gravitas to bring Manning to Denver. And I think if you're Kirk Cousins, you'd have to look at the Broncos and say, despite last season, you still have the defense in place. There's still some, there's enough around you on offense where it would be a good landing spot. I know you were talking about the Jets a little bit, Dan. I that makes that, some sense. I think as a Jets fan, the Jets for the third time in like five years have been locked in at the number six pick, which is a weird spot in the draft. Doesn't mean they could, they couldn't still end up with one of the top passers in this class, but it's kind of a weird spot. So it's a situation where I don't view Kirk Cousins as a patch. I think he's a guy that could potentially be their quarterback or wherever he goes, be a quarterback that plays at a potentially high level for five to seven more years. So I feel like that's a real solution if you get Kirk Cousins. And then the Jets, who have plenty of holes, can then use that sixth pick to take the best available player or trade down and collect some assets and go down that route. I think the Jets should obviously break out the war chest and make a real push for him. And other than the Browns, um, no one else has more money in this race than the Jets, so I think that works but in their they, favor they, as well. They almost all have enough. I mean, it's you kind. Of, everyone has enough to make him the highest paid player in the league. It, it's kind of it, it. It's up to Cousins a little bit. Does is the only thing that matters maximizing your money? I don't believe well, that for a I, second. I what that he's only? No, I'm saying he, is it? Is it? Because no, he, if it is, he could get a hundred million dollars said, guaranteed. He's come out and said the most important thing to him is the organization and stability and their commitment to him as the guy. And I, I, I totally believe him. I, I think if you look at if winning is most important, what team jumps out as the forefront, it's Minnesota Vikings to me. Mm. It, if they're willing to make that commitment and let the other three guys slide, this is the best team set up. This is better than the Broncos set up to win. They, yeah, don't they, have, have, cheap, they have cheap labor on the outside, cheap running back. Great they defense. Have a defense already set up. They currently they have a better indoors. offensive line than the Broncos. They currently have no offensive coordinator, so I, I, that would seem to me to be a, an immense factor. Well, they they will have one certainly by the time Kirk Cousins uh, is available. Right, but we don't available. know. It could be a first time guy with no experience. It could be somebody who doesn't run Kirk Cousins' system. It could. Who knows? Could and, be his dad. And it's it'll probably be, in a in a sense it's almost like the money it'll matter, but. He can say he can pick the right organization because the baseline is he's going to be the highest paid player in the league. And at no point, has, in my mind, has he really been a top five quarterback. So he's really a guy that, I mean, he he's going to max out. He, people, and we'll get into Alex Smith side of things, I'm sure, people got all worked up about the Alex Smith contract. It's like Alex Smith probably got in fully guaranteed money when we find out about it. Maybe it's like a, it's basically a two-year, $50 million deal, something like that. Kirk Cousins might double that in terms of guaranteed money. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a you know $100 million fully guaranteed over the first four years of his deal. It's going to reset what Drew Brees makes, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. I've, I've said on this podcast a long time that quarterbacks are dramatically underpaid compared to the rest of the NFL workforce. And I think Cousins 
because of these tags is going to help reshape that. I think in your winners and losers post, you nailed one of the losers. It's the Jaguars because of what just happened with Blake Bortles and this surgery and the option thing. Had you plugged Kirk Cousins, I think if you looked around, you want organizational stability. They have it. You've got a team ready to compete for the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins plugged into the Jacksonville Jaguars would have made them one of the more fascinating teams in a long time in the AFC, and it's not going to happen. They botched that. And they had all the they money to spend, so too. Bad. They had all the cap space. They love to spend. And now Ian Rappaport saying kind of they're planning on Bortles being the guy. That's rough. <laughs> Yeah, then they can claim that, that that was their plan the whole time. But let's be fair. I mean, the coaching staff was working working around him the whole playoffs. And, and they I, can't. They, is there no way they could find a way to make it work with Bortles still involved with the roster? There, there's always a chance. No one's really reported that his wrist won't be healed by March, mid March. So I don't know. Mid, di- different surgeries take a different timeline. And if if he was healthy enough to pass a physical in mid March. Theoretically, they could just decide not to pick up his option and they could go after But Kirk if it's Cousins. a money thing, too, couldn't they? They always find a way, these teams. You, even if you had Bortles and Cousins on the roster for one season, you're not making a long term commitment <laughs> to, to Bortles. It's a weird situation. Seemed, but you would it would start, seem a little crazy. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. You have to but. backload Cousins' contract so hard that it might kill you later on. I, mean, I don't think the Jaguars have that much salary cap space as opposed to recent this, seasons. Not right now. Yeah. I I also think that the Redskins took way too much criticism. It felt like the conventional wisdom after this trade was like, oh, they got they got crushed. They just wiped the floor with the Redskins. And I looked at it and I saw the the value that they gave up a third round pick and a really good young cornerback in Kendall Fuller. And I thought, well, that sounds about right. They're exactly. getting they're getting right. a good starting quarterback in Alex Smith. I we said on this podcast. I said I think they'll probably get about the same as that the Chiefs gave up for Alex Smith five years ago, which was two second round picks. That's essentially the value they gave up. And I think when you see the details in the contract, it'll be a two year deal. There was two real franchise quarterbacks, or at least solid starting quarterbacks, available this offseason. There was at least seven teams looking for quarterbacks, and the Redskins just made sure they got one of those two quarterbacks. It just wasn't cut. It was a very tedious 12 hours on Twitter because everyone with their intense Kendall Fuller hot takes, I get that he's a good player, but <laughs> we, otherwise you have Kendall Fuller and you have Colt McCoy as your quarterback or you're Jay Gruden and you're that embattled front office and you, and you risk your entire future on maybe drafting someone and you don't know if that's going to work out. You get Alex Smith. You know what you're going to get with Alex Smith. Everyone's there's that's job security. You've found a good quarterback and you've lost a good cornerback. I I for me that's a fair trade off. People were going nuts in the opposite direction. The criticism is for what everything the Redskins did the past few years to get mm-hmm. to this point. That's different. They which, backed which themselves is fair, into a which corner, is fair. right? But I think they did a nice job of getting out of that corner. The pro- the problem is he's set up to fail there mm-hmm. because he's coming after Cousins, and I think the team, the defense. Uh, they have a lot of issues, and he's gonna and he's gonna end up getting blamed for it. I think, like for instance, if Cousins goes to the Jets or a lot of other teams, if Kirk Cousins went to the Jets and he just played about how Kirk Cousins plays, like I, I think eventually everyone's gonna hate Kirk Cousins because that's not gonna be good enough to necessarily lift the Jets to some like higher level in general. Kirk and Cousins I, th- has I think to be s- the most underappreciated player in football. I, c- I could plays agree, at the level he's played at the last three years. Next which, to Alex Smith. In which he's shown improvement every single step along the way and has numbers, passer rating, and adjusted yards per attempt higher than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And here we're saying people with nobody will appreciate him with the Jets. The Jets, w- Jets fans would love Kirk Cousins. All they want is someone competent 
They really haven't had a competent player since Brett Favre's first half of a season and then Chad Pennington's, like, 2002 season. It's been more or less garbage uh, throw in Josh McCown last year if you want to get too excited or Fitzpatrick. But if you gave me a younger guy that you could build around and then that they can actually start building towards something once they get the quarterback stabilized, which yeah, has been I, a major I, problem. I guess I see these two quarterbacks as you, you still need to have a lot of support in terms of the coaching staff and the roster. And that's, you know, that's one reason why Kirk Cousins' Redskins have been very mediocre the last two years because the rest of the team around him, whether it's the defense or the offensive line, has struggled. Alex Smith, people have hated over the years, but this year he had a great Pro Bowl season. They maximized his skills because I think the coaching and the rest of the team around him was so good. Yeah, but my point to play devil's advocate is the Redskins aren't better today than they were yesterday. They saved money, yes, and they got a, a good Band-Aid. They got a name-brand yeah. Band-Aid for two years, maybe three, but that's it. They, they have no – where's the future quarterback? They're not going to probably get them where they're sitting in the draft this year. I mean, would they have been better just going with something and just tanking and trying to get a high pick? Hey, Kev. If, not if Jay Gruden wants to keep his job. Just, just in terms of, like, the accuracy department? Band-Aid is a name brand. I was doubling down on name yeah. brand. So it's a name brand, name brand. Yes, exactly. They good got name on. brand, name brand. Good Pro name Bowl. brand watchdog action by you. Thank you. <laughs> What's to stop the Redskins from going the Eagles route where you invest in multiple quarterbacks in the same offseason? Off uh, you can still but, draft it like a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield. But do you trust this front office to get it no. right? No. Because I don't. I don't trust the Redskins to make the right decisions to make Alex Smith look better. But I do expect Alex Smith to be in the exact same situation where he's quote unquote, you know, helping a young quarterback because I would expect the Redskins to draft a quarterback right. this year, if not this year, the next. We for can sure. kill them all they want. If they lose Kirk Cousins, which they were going to do, and they don't get Alex Smith, and then they go and they, they bust out on someone else in the draft, they're, they're all going to get fired. All right. So there you go. We'll be talking about the situation as it plays out. It's going to be fun. Puts a lot of juice into free agency, obviously, and where, how the dominoes fall. Um, but we got to move on. Next up, I want to take a little bit of housekeeping. Didn't get a chance to do it at the beginning of the show. Our TGA Friday, TGI Fridays, of course, there's a bar, a very workmanlike, efficient, solid TGA Fridays is on the grounds here at our hotel. And we set the over-under, adjusted it uh, to add Colleen, which I wasn't really big, big on it because I had a feeling <laughs> – she was never going to be here again, but we, we jumped it up to 107 and a half mm. based on Colleen, uh, and she'll never set foot in this place She's again. She's not going to hit her quota. Uh, There's so no way. I have been tracking it. As I told you, every drink has been tracked, um, and we're, we might be in a little bit of trouble. We'll see, but we are sitting at an even 50, 50 drinks at Friday's uh, heading into the weekend, so we have to get to, we have to drink more than double that um, for the rest of the show. Do we have you got an individual Thursday? count? Do you got Thursday, no, Friday, Saturday? Down. I mean, that's that's the heart of What's Super Bowl week. What's this we that you speak of, Greg? You've you've essentially <laughs> yeah. been on injured reserve during this quest. You haven't had you've had not one drink the entire time. Even by your standards, <laughs> it's a been surprise? a little it's been a little on the dry I, side. I pretty much yeah, I pretty much cut out drinking more or less. I've you know I've got other things uh, to help me relax. <laughs> what like what? Uh, you know what. A loving family that oh, really makes oh, me happy. Well, you are you are a much better person than the rest of us. Had a drink at dinner last night. We just weren't at you know TGI Fridays. Yeah, we had dinner with the Sky uh, Sports folk. That, that was, was very nice, yeah. very nice of Alex Mason and of course Neil and everybody over there. And uh, 
We love our little overseas partnership. They picked up the bill too, so that a, was a massive thank you. Essential that they did that. And the meal, I mean, like I, I'm not sure that I got the full experience. Incredible salad, but they they would come around to the <laughs> table salad. and just like shave meat off onto your guys' plates. I noticed oh, that could yeah. not have been cheap. We were living like Genghis Khan for a night. It was. It really it was. was. Nice. It had an ancient feel to it. It feels like um, in Mad Men, which I'm rewatching. I've been rewatching it late at night in the hotel. Um, season two, when Putnam, Powell, and Lowe, the uh, UK firm, bought out um, Sterling Cooper. It feels <laughs> like this type of pow- power shift is happening, and Sky might soon make a play just for us in general, and the NFL media Ooh. is going to have to decide mm. how they want to make it happen. Don't jinx it, but you might be right. Um, all right. Now a word from our sponsors, Just for Men. Oh, yeah, we're men. We're dudes. Yeah, we like to hang out. We play hard, and we also work hard. Very true. Sometimes because of that stress, you start to go gray. The old Zeus is going gray. Patrick's got some coming in. Wes, got it in the beard. Mark, you got a touch of it yourself. A little bit on the sides. Greg looks like he's okay right now. Probably because Greg's using drinking. Using You're some not just drinking for and it's keeping you young. But for the rest of us, we need it. And uh, support for uh, today's show comes from an innovative shampoo intr- introducing Control GX, the first gray-reducing shampoo from Just the Men, Just for Men. Just for Men helps men look their best so they can celebrate who they are and what they achieve and how they feel. Shampoo in, rinse out, and move on. It's that easy. Most guys get the results they want in about two weeks. That's all. That's it. That's very quick. Because when you look as good as you feel, every date night, every meeting, every guy's night out will be something to look forward to. Um, I have already, I'm on record. Uh, Lindsay provided me with a bottle. After Super Bowl, I will begin the treatment of my hair, and and we'll see if it makes a difference. Now, get 25% off Control GX using code AROUND at ControlGX.com. That's code AROUND to get 25% off Control GX at ControlGX.com. Just for men. One last thing before we get into the uh, game preview. It's actually breaking news. Mm. I went to a party last night, a Super Bowl party. And I woke up this morning with a realization that uh, at this stage of my life, um, effective at the end of this weekend, I'm going to retire from Super Bowl parties. All right, let's take some questions. Mark, Mark Sesson. I mean, this was sort of your go-to. This is the reason we bring you to Super Bowl. Why would you suddenly? I mean, it's one of the reasons. What's what would you? Why would you be deep sixing the party scene? Uh, I just it just felt like the right time. I think it, it, for every man, there comes a time when you realize that your number is being called, and I don't want to be the guy that hangs around too long. I'd rather get out before it gets ugly. So I'm I'm hmm. stepping I'm stepping away. Uh, who else got a question? Uh, Kevin Patrick. Was there a specific incident last night that led to this? That's exactly uh, what I was going to This uh, epiphany. Uh, I can't. I don't want to say that that there was a specific incident that has led to this decision. Which means there was. But there there was something. Henry. Who, I was about to ask if Henry was by your side when this incident happened. 
We we, may, we might have, there's two uh, ATN insider sources that may already <laughs> know this story. Henry and I, um, there was an incident. Uh, Colleen was with us as well, um, and I don't want to share the incident. Sometimes you, when you have great information, you have to keep it in uh, because you don't want to hurt people. Uh, but yeah, it was the general. There there was an incident at this party that was a reminder. Is like. Why, like this velvet rope, why do I really even care whether I'm on this other side of this velvet rope? I don't want to be on the other side of the velvet rope. I like this side of the velvet rope, um, and that's that's one of the reasons why. But, yeah, there was, there I was think an incident. It, I think, let me ask you, do you feel like you're... Wait, hang on, hang on. Okay. Mark. I mean, just to follow up, like, is this some sort of, you know, Greg's talked about evolving out of any sort of human vice. He's now... Reach sort of a, a man godlike that, status of his human that's behavior. That's not true. I are you, like drinking. Greg, hold on. Are you, are you, Dan, have you evolved in some way? You don't seek status out at this point? You don't care about the party scene? What's, why do you not long to hang with whoever these people were that you were? Why did you go there in the first place and then decide, not for me? I think it's maturity. No, it's definitely something happened. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom but of it. But the question could be, why, why was he even hang on. hanging on so long? Hang on. This <laughs> is an analysis. Hang on. You got it? Do you have a question? All right, sure. You want to frame that in the form of a question? Sure. Okay. Greg. Why did you hang on as long as you did? Uh, good question. <laughs> um, for, a, for a period of a few years for NFL media, I was tagged with the label of being the party beat guy. Yeah. I think I created the label. And, and for a little bit there, it was a good gig. But I think a bigger takeaway for me beyond any specific incident was uh, every Super Bowl party is exactly the same. Exactly. Hmm. So at a certain point, it's like, oh, I'm going to write. I'm going to go to these parties and then write about them. And then they were all the same. It was basically a Chris Wessling hellscape, whereas a lot of people, loud music, uh, an open bar that's that's impossible to get to. And are there some pretty ladies at these parties? Sure. But. Daddy's got a ring on. So what does that do for me ultimately? Everybody's there Nothing. just to be seen and increase their status level. I, it is a health and and get drunk for free. If you're at the right yeah. parties, you're not paying, but that comes with a cost. In a dark pre around the NFL time when I was coming to these Super Bowls, essentially, you know, by myself, I I hustled hard with the, you know the producers that I was working with to try to go to these things year after year. The Madden party that there used to be a great Maxim party where they'd shuttle you out and you're in the middle of ranches. Still exists, it's a, yeah. So, and yeah, it took me about two or three years of that to realize what am I doing? I am the last person. You that get should to the be end of most thing. of these. You you're on a, you're on a quest almost with the party thing, but you get to the end of almost any one of these things and there's nothing but emptiness. And I think maybe you've hit the emptiness <laughs> thing. So you're not going to just scale it back. It's a full reject of the entire concept. You've moved to the whole different direction. Doesn't mean you can't have fun. Last one. Last one. Oh, Lindsay. Is it true that you're retiring from Super Bowl parties because you are no longer receiving invitations to send Whoa. Super Bowl parties? Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, she is asking curious. the hard questions. Um, I very rarely, that is a part of it as well. Very rarely do you... Um, <laughs> get invitations if you're like a podcast host if you're higher up maybe people reach out but also that was part of my duties of super bowl week was to basically pitch covering these parties which cost a lot of money to get into if you're an out-of-towner so no i never was invited to them but it was part of my work okay last one last one wait what's up? okay last one in the realm of these uh working trip uh celebrations and galas the opposite of the Super Bowl party would be. The Is this a question? The, the lesbian. <laughs> I'm working up to it. Okay. Stay with me. 
the lesbian bar next to the combine in Indianapolis that, that we went to, will you still be doing fun like little dive bars with Mark and I and Patra and sometimes Greg who won the Joan Osborne Award? That oh night? yeah, that was a big one. Will you still be doing that kind of stuff? <laughs> is the Joan Osborne Award go to the person that doesn't drink? Is it what is the uh, Joan Osborne Award? It was it was the award for it's the like the designated driver. It was the award for the person who when everyone had to guess what song this night this cover band was going to play over that night somehow guessed the Joan Osborne what if God was one of us one song before they played it Greg will never be good. topped that's pretty good all right thanks guys I gotta go you never answered the question <laughs> no. you didn't yes. answer the question. Never answered oh, the question you know the answer Wes I like inclu- I like small gatherings of people I know and that's perfect I'm, I'm really excited about the tweet up all right uh, all right let's get into it Super Bowl 52 Preview. Oh, we're here. The extravaganza. Patriots against Eagles. The people in the desert, Greg, still believe the Patriots will be victors, but they're maybe less confident than they were last week this time. Well, I think that reflects that America, uh, a lot of people are liking the Eagles as underdogs. Hmm. That they not maybe they'll win or certainly that they'll keep it close. It's certain. It because of the way the NFC Championship game played out, I think there's a lot of Eagles heat. Yeah, and I think a good, maybe a good way to get into this discussion, and we'll start with the scientists who are sharing a a tan leather couch, but it looks like it could be pleather. It does look pleather. Hmm. It feels pleather. It's kind of the type of couch that if you were a serial killer, you would purchase it because it'd be easy to clean up like brain matter and blood and other type of. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say replace the pleather with like human skin. No. <laughs> Next level. <laughs> sometimes you got to put yourself in the head of a serial sometimes, killer. Sometimes, sometimes you do. Wes, I mean uh, the scientists, Greg and Wes. You guys have said in the last few shows that you think the Eagles, in a lot of ways, take out the quarterback position, are the better team on both sides of the ball. Do you think that not enough people are really giving the Eagles credit for being loaded? I do. I think they are the, they've been the strongest team in the NFL all year, the most well-balanced team, a very well-coached team, mentally tough. No question they have a better defense than the Patriots, and the offensive line is better than the Patriots' offensive line. That said, the Patriots' offense is better in large part because they have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And Josh McDaniels. I mean, it's a complete team. What's the weakness of the Eagles? I mean, I, would, I guess I would throw the that out there. The quarterback. Right. So that's that's the that's a weakness, but they've covered up for it very well with all the other strength. It you know, someone it's been said before, basically any NFL quarterback can hit passes if he's protected. I mean, it's really not and and it's certainly if they're they're playing with a talented play caller uh, with talented players around them. I think if Nick Foles is protected like he has been in the last two games, I, I really don't think he's going to be what wins or loses this game. Now, maybe Carson Wentz would have been what won this them this game, and, you, and you're certainly missing that, but I don't think he's going to get in the way. And what the Eagles do well, spread out, get quick passes, those RPOs we always talk about, that's what hurts the Patriots, and that's what they have trouble stopping. They were like fifth, I think, fifth most yards on RPO defense this year. Hmm. And, and you get, getting the ball out of quick of, of Nick Foles' hand, I think that they can do some damage in the passing game. And I, I think Doug Peterson's going to throw it 50 times, and I think that's the way to beat them. I think the point you just made, Patrick, is a good one, and it's <laughs> the same thing that that I remember thinking after the Falcons game was like when Troy Aikman put RPO on everyone's radar forever. 
And it was like that got him comfortable and into the flow of the game, Nick Folk, and he and he was able to make plays. Uh, Nick Foles, excuse me. And um, then I thought, oh, well, then Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, given a week to prepare, will take it away and will and, and get Foles completely lost at sea. And then he had one of the best games of his life or the best game of his life. So to, to then assume then I know it's it's Belichick, but to assume, oh, well, he, now Belichick gets two weeks to to figure out how to way to flummox this guy in this offense he's now comfortable in. Maybe they just don't have the personnel, of the Patriots to stop it and the stats Backing up their struggles against RPO support that potential. I mean, this is the closest facsimile to what the Chiefs' offense that ran early in the season that destroyed the Patriots' defense. That, what, granted, wasn't playing as well as they have at the end of the year, but this is the closest comparison we're going to see on the field. I think the Eagles' offense is so interesting because if you're Belichick, you've made a bit of a cottage industry out of taking away the primary that threat each week, no matter who it is. It's you know, you go back to the earliest Super Bowl they had against the Rams, where. They went in saying we're going to remove Marshall Falk from this game plan at the risk of Kurt Warner potentially blowing up through the air. You look at the Eagles, they don't have that one obvious star player to take away. They, have a, they kind of remind me a little bit of New England in the sense that they can spread the ball out to a lot of different people. They have multiple backs, and I, I think for New England, you have to prevent Philly from doing what it did over the last two games. Last two playoff games, they had three long drives in the second half of both games mm. where they chewed up the clock, they kept the ball out of the hands of the Falcons, out of the hands of the Vikings, and if you can do that to New England and put a little pressure on Brady up the middle, which I know at this point has been beaten into a dead horse, we get it, interior pressure from this deep line of the Eagles, but all that together, you'd have a chance to be in this game in the very end. I do think this game goes right down to the well, very and that's, end. Well, that's what the Patriots defense allows is long drives. That's kind of... You know, bend but don't break, give up field goals, not touchdowns. And, and that's where you could end up with a game that doesn't have a ton of possessions and maybe isn't as high scoring as I've been predicting just because the Eagles have the ball so long. And you're right, it's hard to know who exactly, in theory, that they're taking away. I think it'll be pretty tough to run on the Patriots just because I think they're talented and, and generally they're a tough team to run against. I do look at Nelson Aguilar as someone I think the Patriots are going to have a hard time defending. Like, who who is on Nelson Aguilar in the slot? If it's Eric Rowe, I, he he just does not have the the flexibility, I think, to cover him. But I, I'm not really sure who it is because they, they do not move Gilmore or Butler. He, yeah, Charlie they, Kessley suggested they might move yeah, Butler so he, to the slot this, it, in this game just because that might be the best matchup, even though he's been burned this year as well. Well, I mean, this guy, as Mark referenced, Came up with the game plan to stop the greatest show on turf, Rams. <laughs> Came up with the game plan to stop Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas. I don't know that we got to think so hard about Nick Foles and Nelson Aguilar here. Yeah, right. that's fair. Right. That's fair. I just think, and it's true, and there's no reason you should ever sell Belichick's greatness short, but like everyone thought the Vikings were going to throttle Nick Foles. And that was, and what he did. I picked the Eagles. I picked the, the Eagles. I locked it up. But now, you guys didn't allow it. It's a double lockup. Don't think I forgot. But about to your it. point, people have been waiting for the Nick Foles implosion game, and it hasn't people come. The last it was going to happen, and we all love the Vikings defense, and they they figured that out. I guess it would. I'm saying it wouldn't shock me if he played well again against the Patriots. I think he but, is going to play well. I the one takeaway from being like on the scene with them today, and you know, media night as well, that the Eagles are not some sort of naive group that has no idea what to do in this spot. They seem completely collected and calm as a team, and I think they're extremely well-coached on offense, and I don't think that Nick Foles' performance over the last two weeks is some roll-of-the-dice fluke. I don't think he's a, t- a 
extremely talented quarterback, but they've coached him and put him in the right system to succeed last couple weeks. I feel like every year we have this conversation near the end of the week, and not you specifically, but it's like it comes up. This team, you could tell they're really comfortable and confident. It's like, aren't they always going to seem that way? I yeah, don't know. Every, every team seems confident. Mm-hmm. And then we you seem to be. always talk about that as like a reason why potentially they're going to play well. They're they're going to look fine going into the game, and they're not going to be panicking. I think. You know what? Let you know? me one counterpoint. When yeah. when the Broncos had at the heights of their offensive power going against the Seahawks team that had not been in the Super Bowl before. And Seattle from Wednesday on said, we are going to get to Peyton Manning. We are completely confident. We're going to blow him up. We're going to make this really tough on Peyton Manning. It's like, you can say all that, and they seemed extremely confident, but then it absolutely, they had a game plan they believed, and, they, and within 10 minutes of that game starting, you knew it was correct. I think the Eagles are underrated for how they're a veteran team. This is not necessarily a young team. So, yeah, they haven't been to the Super Bowl, but these are guys who are are intelligent and they've been around the NFL for a long time. (laughs) You know, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith. It's like the entire offensive line, there's cohesion. And I guess it's a unique matchup. And and the Falcons were similar in some ways coaching, but they are a coaching staff that I trust can adjust during the game, both Jim Schwartz and Peterson. So it's going to be kind of fascinating to see the two coaching staffs trying to adjust. And they have the players who are smart enough, like a Malcolm Jenkins on the Eagles side and then Devin McCourty on the Patriots side, who can help execute those sort of adjustments during the game it's amazing to the extent that the most recent game always is an eclipse which clouds out everything else that happened and nobody talks about the fact that the four or five previous games to the nfc championship game the eagles had the worst offense in the nfl and the fewest big plays of any offense in the nfl during that stretch that's a factor. You can't just assume just because they blew out the Vikings, mm. they're this unstoppable juggernaut now that the Patriots are going to struggle to guard. I, I agree, but I think they they were an effective offense against the Falcons. I real I really do. And they were? second half, I do three hundred thirty fifteen points. Three hundred thirty. Everybody went wild about two field goal drives. Three hundred thirty yards on eight drives. Just the way that that game. And like the Patriots, they can play different sorts of games. You're right. It's not an unbelievable. It's uh, not offense. a good offense no. right now. But it reminds okay. me when Kerry Collins and the Giants blew out the Vikings in the NFC title game to go on and play a Ravens team with an excellent you know, veteran cast on defense, and the Giants did not look very good the next week at all. But I, I, don't, I also think, is there any chance, it's not an argument for Nick Foles, the pure quarterback talents of Nick Foles, that after weeks of coaching and weeks of being in the system, they figure out how to use him, that things have gotten a little better for him? It's like he the, I just don't think it was an utter fluke what happened against the right. Vikings. I mean to me the more fast the more interesting matchup is when the Patriots have the ball because I I do think the the Eagles defensive line is even more talented than the Jaguars team they they just played. It's a really great defense but the 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 logic that the Eagles have the most talented roster and then the Patriots are kind of Brady and Belichick I get that, but the Patriots have a very talented roster. I mean, Brandon Cook's about as talented as any wide receiver they've had since Randy Moss. He's a great player. Hogan and Man- Amendola are talented. Gronk is talented. Brady and, and just the four or three running backs that they can use in different ways. It, the way the Patriots can win this game is by getting up early and continuing to throw. And I, and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Tom Brady, of course it wouldn't shock me if Tom Brady plays outstanding and the Eagles just cannot keep up. And I think this is a game where you're going to see Deion Lewis and James White catching the ball out of the backfield against Eagles linebackers in space, and I think that's where that Tom Brady is going to dice them up that way. Mm. And Gronkowski, all, Gronkowski could have a huge game here too. I mean, they, this, the Eagles defense beyond the front seven, you can make plays against the secondary. 
Yeah, they are one of the worst teams. I, th- I believe they rank last in defending yards after the catch. So you might see mm. a lot of short, quick crossing routes, slants, bubble screens, that kind of thing. And you would expect a lot of short drops for Brady in this game mm-hmm. just because they're not going to be overly confident. I think that, that they can protect them. That reminds me of what the Patriots did to the Titans. Once they started getting rolling, they just started carving them up underneath, and it was just there was it was just one cut after another until it was <laughs> full-on gushing. It, it was tough, to find a way it was to tough for you to watch. I want to be as far away from Dan in the press box as possible. That's my... No, because you, you know, know what? You've gotten that wish spot. the last couple of years where Dan, oh, yeah. it almost almost <laughs> like in a dark magic spell that you put on him, was like 80 feet away from us. Like every during every one of these Patriots Super Bowls. Not this time, baby. This time you're going to be sitting... You're going to have Dan in your lap. Greg. Sit in his lap. That I'm sitting next to you. That's it. I shouldn't That's have how said it has that. To you should have said right. I'm you should next not have revealed that, Greg. Uh, I know it's kind of a house money game because it's like obviously the Patriots are the favorites. They're going to win the game. If the Eagles win, house money for you. I mean, you could certainly argue it's a house money game for you know the Patriots with the five Super Bowls they've already won. I'm sure they don't look at it. Greg that was calling they don't last look at year's Super Bowl win house money. Hashtag not done, Greg. <laughs> not done. Not done. I can't wait until we hear that on the uh, Patriot Square or whatever they call it. In no, days <laughs> no days off. No days off. That's the worst no chant in the history of sports. Off. Yeah. No I'm with you on that. Off. I love Bill, but. No you know. days what else? Uh, I call him Bill. No what else, Patrick? What are, you, what are you seeing in this game that maybe could, um, you know, decisively decide what happens? Decisively decide? I don't, I don't know. Just talk. I don't think it's going to be decisive. <laughs> Just, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be decisive. I think. I think the Eagles have a good enough defense. They're going to keep it close. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. They don't have the feel of a team that's about to get routed on that side no. of the ball. But yeah, it's. I find it one of the more mysterious Super Bowls to to walk into with like a real clear picture of what's going to happen. I, agree. I just do because yeah. I think the Eagles. We've thought we had the Eagles figured out for a month straight, and they've completely baffled us over the last 14 days. I mean, I know you locked up the last game, but I locked them up the week before, but I didn't do that with any confidence that I know right. that they neither, were going to beat the did Vikings. I. Neither did the, I. The, the way that they beat the Vikings makes you feel like they can pull it off because that's them at full flight without Carson Wentz. And if they play with that at that type of level – just like the Vikings got blown out. I'm not saying the Patriots will ever get blown out in the Super Bowl, but the, I, I think that they need to do that. Nick Foles needs to be close to that guy. You know, I mean, the fact that – what did he go? Four for five on passes more than 20 yards in the air. And the only One of which was on the run. That was the moment it was like, all right, Nick Foles I mean, is the guy. He doesn't need to be that way. <laughs> and to Wes's point, the four games before that, he completed one such pass of 20 yards through the air. So it was a different guy. So if you want to talk yourself into the Eagles like – Keeping the magic going, you it's a flip of the coin, and you're either going to get the guy from the four, first four weeks or you're going to get the NFC title game guy, and that to me is the game. It's really – it's, I guess, a little like – you know, lame to put it all on the quarterback. But if full, good falls shows up, the Eagles can absolutely not a win. It's not a 50-50 flip, though. It's not one or the – like – there's you got four games of evidence from yeah. one side to one to the other. Well, so. but, but, well the falls with the, the Eagles, most recent game. right? Sure. Yeah, and falls with the Eagles is different than you know. You can throw out his time with the Rams. It's Why? A di- because ultimately it's that wasn't it was a it was a it was a terrible system and do terrible. To out, do we have to throw out his previous Eagles career in which Chip Kelly reached the conclusion that this guy was not my guy? No, but I think that showed that he can have great games. I mean, he is still the the all time record holder for touchdowns in a game, and I think he's. 
showed he can have great games if he's managed correctly. It also shows that he's a mechanical quarterback with accuracy issues in poor for- footwork. Are you ramping up again? You're Nick I'm not just saying that's who You're Nick ramping up. I, that's, but that's here's, that's the, here's the thing. That's he's who the not, data shows he is. Oh, one thing about him, it's like it's one thing if it's, oh, his his negative game with, with Philadelphia over the last month is he's going to throw four picks and bury you. You're going to be done by half because he can't keep the ball out of the opponent's hands. He's not turning the ball over. And and it's which, you know, we were talking going into the playoffs that Tom Brady wasn't playing that well. So can the Eagles defense? That's not the case right now. Though. No, it's not. That's what I mean is that things can change very quickly. And can the Eagles defense do some of the some of the things that, say, the Dolphins defense did to help uh, disrupt Tom Brady? Uh, you know, they, they're not going to be able to take Rob Gronkowski out of the game like the Dolphins had uh, the fortune of. Uh, but can they do some of the things to disrupt him? And it's just one game. And I think that's why you, you, you said you have less confidence than ever. I think I have less confidence than ever because I've given up even the the slight premise that there's any way to know anything ahead of time that we have any predictive. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I really mean it though. Yeah. And it's partly because it is one game. It's not an award for who has the best season. It's not like a, you know, end of the season. This is who deserves it. It's just one game. And, and there's so many different factors, including the game plan. It's like if the Panthers and Broncos, for instance, played 10 different times, I don't know that the Panthers wouldn't have won some of those Super Bowls. But on that day, the Broncos were decisively better. And, and at least I think with these teams, you can look at them and say on any day, one of them could be decisively it does, and, better. And last year's game it completely blows up what I'm about to say. But in that Panthers-Broncos game, in that Seahawks-Broncos game, the first 10 minutes of those Super Bowls, and I think the Super Bowl is a bit of a different atmosphere than a week eight in Atlanta yes. or something, that those games were decided so quickly by what happened out of the gate. And, and it, everything that you planned for for two weeks, if you were Carolina, was blown up. It was utterly blown up. I, the one thing I look but at the last the Patriots year, are different. They're different. And I almost say, if even if the, everyone says, oh, the Eagles need to get up on New England and make a statement early in the game, New England, it's still fresh in our minds. It feels like yesterday we were just at the Super Bowl last year. They have proof with 89% of the same roster that no deficit can keep them down. The, the experience does come into that, where no matter what, if you're Philadelphia, you've not been in this game situation with mm. any of these players. New England has done it over and over. This is just part of their biorhythm, part of every season for them. There, there is it's a tough knockout. To me, the, sure. e- the Eagles situation here is Foles plays good to great. And then it's the, it's the old model. And we've seen the model at play in the past. How do you beat the Patriots on this stage or in the playoffs is you got to get to Brady and rattle. And the Eagles have a team that's built to do that. According to PFF, they have seven guys with 20 plus pressures. In the season, they have so many guys that can come after Brady, and you gotta get after him. You gotta, you gotta beat his ass. That's how you beat the, the for, Patriots for sixty minutes, not forty-five. Right, right, right. And we, and that's that's also that's a great point, Wes, because that's part of the what the Patriots have built. And a crazy stat is that if they win on Sunday, they have the Belichick Brady Pats have twenty-eight playoff wins. Chuck Noll and Wes, you are a student of the game. Chuck Noll and Terry Bradshaw. Some people say the best dynasty ever. They had 14 in their whole time. They're gonna. They're about to double up the Patriots, and all those wins for all this time has built up a mystique around the Patriots. I think that's part of the reason they come back in these games. These teams that come mm. close sometimes the moment gets them, and the Pats they don't shrink in the moment. This latter dynasty that they have the last five years, they've come back from double-digit second-half deficits in the playoffs four times, which is double 
any franchise in history for the playoffs. Wow. And Brady's numbers, I calculated this, in the fourth quarter and overtime of those four games, he has a 140 passer rating. And oh the, the, that good? It's insane. The Eagles are particularly well situated because you mentioned seven players with 20 pressures. They're like the great advertisement for pressures matter more than sacks. And because they have so many different guys, they're coming in and out. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are so fresh from not playing that much this year. And Chris Long... Is, has been playing out of his mind, and yet you only have to play him 25 snaps. So he's able to just use all the energy he can possibly use on those 25 snaps and theoretically keep that pressure up for four quarters. I do feel like we go into every big Patriots game <laughs> every time and say, here's how you beat New England. You get to Tom Brady. You pressure him from wire to wire. It, and, and it happens, what, once a year maybe? Once every two seasons where he's beaten up the entire game, I can't even think. And they barely it, lose, they, and, and that's part of the you, reason. You go to that, when they lost the second time to the Giants, he was injured at the end of that game because they put a hurt on him for four quarters. But the, that Broncos game, he took more hits than I've ever seen any brutal. quarterback yeah. take. That's another and they one. almost came back and won that game. Right. And, and in all of these, though, the defense always gets forgotten. And Matt Patricia and Devin McCourty as the leader of that defense, who I'm writing about, uh, this week, they are just as big a part in those comebacks because they're getting stops against the Falcons in the fourth quarter, against the Jaguars in the fourth quarter, and it's because they do such an incredible job adjusting during the game. And one of the things that you people aren't seeing this week, I don't know, I just want to <laughs> how th- condescending throw that in. Uh, they all talk about McCourty just with such reverence that so many of the things he does doesn't show up in it, it more than anything it's that split second before the ball is snapped reacting to all the motions and all the adjustments telling everyone on the field where to be and in, intuitively knowing exactly where he needs to be to sort of prevent those big plays and especially kind of adjust to what the other team's doing I heard you ask Belichick a question during yesterday's press conference I, which did. I was I was in the hotel yeah. room during that I thought well that's Greg's voice talking to Bill Belichick this is cool and you got a long answer out of Belichick. I thought what was the question? It was about McCordy. I wanted it for my piece. I do know I just, if, you're, if you're Belichick, though, when you get a pure football question, you're like, good, I'm going to answer yes. this for four minutes yeah. because it's going to knock out the guy being like, <laughs> do this nonsensical thing. Right. You know, it's like he, he liked that. Yeah, and he, and he does love him. I mean, he said he's, he's never been prouder to have coached anyone than, than Devin McCordy. All right. It's time to pick the game, guys. Oh, wow. Woo! It is time. <laughs> Patrick, get us going. <sighs> And a score. Someone's got to right, give me I'll an MVP. Up. And the MVP? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start. Ho- actually, hold on. The MVP might impact sandwiches. Oh, okay. So just okay. picking a score. I'm taking the Patriots 24-20. I wanted to take the Eagles, but I just can't do it. I just don't trust Nick Foles. Couldn't do it. All right. Well, I don't I, I don't look at you less as a man. You should. Patra. Uh, you should. It's, a, it's a fair pick. Uh, Mark, you're up. And I want everyone, let's plug in now on the lock situation. Oh, yeah. Because it's real right now. Is this like an auto lock? It's an auto lock scenario. Mark has a one-game lead going into Super Bowl Sunday. Dan and Greg both 10-10. and 10. West 7-6. and six. Well, technically 11-10, and 10, but you decided that the double lock last week didn't count. But the, the listeners remember that I got the double lock. It's so pretty much it's just good. that you remember. It's good. But. No, Mark, Brenton, it too. Well, I would have I lost that Vikings lock, so I, I am <laughs> siding with Dan on this This one. was kind of decided, but now that you won the gate late game, you, you're bringing it up. No, I just haven't, been on, like the, I haven't been on the show yeah. since. So I haven't been thorny. on the show. It's so thorny. Um, anyway, 11-9, 10-10, West 7-6. Mark, 
winning, you, yeah, winning the trophy is yours. Any trophy well, update, by the way, Lindsay? He already won because we're going to have the same picks. I, I feel like the lock thing for me, like I picked the Eagles a couple weeks ago when everyone thought against, that against the Falcons that was nuts, and that People was our lock that was off. nuts. Huh? People thought that was nuts? To pick the Eagles over the Falcons. I'm not saying – well, we had a lock off at least. Last week I picked I got I picked it the Jag bizarre. two weeks ago I picked the Jaguars over the Patriots. I mean I I'm giving chances over and over for people to climb back. So it's like oh now Mark just picked <laughs> what are you the talking Eagles. about? West picked the Eagles too in that game. I, I mean it was, it, let's not get crazy. All right, Greg, you done? <laughs> Settle down, buddy. I listen. Here's the thing. I just I can't pick the Eagles to win this thing. I I trust the Patriots too much. We, we've seen this with our own eyes over and over. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. 27-21 Patriots. Mark, you've been through the gauntlet all season for this trophy. Mm. You could absolutely look in the mirror and make that pick. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's. I don't think it, they're going to romp them at all. I, I'm going New England, but I don't think it's – I honestly think that, that I could be the one getting it wrong if you wanted to jump out and pick the Eagles, Greg. That might help you out. Well – Because I think Greg would beat me if he picked the Eagles and the Eagles won. That, that According to the lock it up I, handle, that would be the case. Everything tells me – that the Patriots should win this game and potentially win it easily. But that feels like there's a little magic here in Minnesota. I feel the cold that has come in. and It, chill, it chills your bones, but it also makes you realize it's Super Bowl time. And I think the people in that building, people in that hotel room, in those rooms in Philly, the Philly team, I'm getting there. <laughs> They believe, hmm. and they are built to beat this team. And I believe Nick Foles has one more magic game in him. I believe it's one of those stories, those storybooks, uh, tales about a guy that came out of nowhere. I think he has a passer rating of 88.3 in this game, and that's what they need. He's not going to sh- like change the world. It's like slightly below average. He's going to make like a couple <laughs> plays. He's like Brian Hoyer. Yeah, he's going to make a couple <laughs> plays. And then, yeah, like I said, all those guys are going to go eat. They're going to go after Brady. And this time, they're going to learn from the mistakes of other teams. They're going to finish this game. And I think it's Eagles' first Super Bowl title ever. Lock it up. 21-17. to I like it. It's a lock-off, baby. (laughs) But if if he had picked the Eagles, you'd take the Patriots, right? Don't. Only worry about your locks. If, I like if, how you put me second yeah. so that you can well, strategize off of whatever. Yeah, but by the way, if, we, if you'd like if we to tie, it goes to our lock offs, no, and you've been buried in our lock And if people, yeah. like, if well, people, no, yeah. if people like variety, just watch Friday's video show. Uh, I think it airs at 6 p.m. Pacific or, or Eastern because Dan picks the Patriots to win in that game. So, like, I we're, we're covered all bases. No one watches that, <laughs> and it was all part of my ruse. <laughs> yeah. I think didn't we pick this game last show? I, I thought I did on some level, but yeah, I picked. Right, the, you seem like flustered by this segment right now. I no, I've uh, I've picked the Patriots every <laughs> show we've ever done, so of course I'm picking the Patriots. Score. Woo! By the way, the uh, video show airs at six thirty on Friday, six Eastern Time, right. six thirty. Oh, you're just mad because now there's no way you can tie. No, I knew that. I mean, because he picked the Patriots. Already. Well, you and I are the, I, only, I, the only true outcome I mean, it'll is be either a, me or you. I mean, it'll be a small consolation, you know, that the if I that I don't win the locks, that the Patriots win the Super Bowl. So I think <laughs> I, I think, think be, you have your. I think it'll be fine if, if should they win. And you are you're missing something, Mark. It was never established before the season started that a lock off was a tiebreaker. I mean, 
it's so obvious, Dan, that when we get into this, that you're gonna you're gonna justify and go through all this ring around. You lost multiple lockoffs to me, but it's gonna end up in a tie. I don't even care. We can have it be a tie then. You can be tied, Dan. I we'll don't cut know. the trophy. We'll you can have a little piece of the trophy to put on your fireplace at your house. Mm. Are you angry? No, but I just think it's like it's <laughs> so obvious are. that this thing was gonna come down to Dan. Dan will win this somehow mm. or other. You're giving me a lot of credit right now, Mark. All right, Wes, you're up. Ever, ever since the double lockoff was just uh, decided to be ruled out despite a three-to-one vote, I've been playing under protest. So, so there we go. That's I think good. you guys need to come up with a tiebreaker scenario before we get to Sunday. You can't have a tie. Well, how about the game's double? Super Bowl. <laughs> how about that as a scenario? Would still allow for a tiebreaker or for a tie win, in it? No, no, that would no. settle it. Well, we've ball. just established that we don't make rules in the middle of the season. So. I'm just going along with it. <laughs> Wes, your choice. Well, in contrast to your analysis, I, I see the Eagles' first 52-player roster as clearly superior to the Patriots. But what you people don't realize <laughs> is Tom Brady, age 40 Tom Brady, will enter this game with the most confidence of any player, any figure in Super Bowl history. He's seen it all for 18 years. He is obsessively prepared. He is mentally tougher than any player who's ever been in the Super Bowl right now. You cannot, you cannot show him anything he hasn't seen. And the goal of every athlete ever is to keep your physical skills long enough to where you're, you're at peak mental capacity and experience in order to maximize those skills. That's where he is right now. I, as John Malkovich would say, not one Goliath. You are fighting two Goliaths. <laughs> and I make Gronk a Goliath, too. You're fighting three Goliaths. <laughs> and the Goliaths. Eagles can be 52-man 52, 52 roster better, but they're not better at quarterback, and I will never doubt Tom Brady. So I've got, lock it up, Patriots 27, Eagles 20. There you go. Hmm. So we all think it's a close game. Yeah. All right. Nice. Very exciting. Very exciting. And now it's time, as we do every year, per tradition, go get my lunch, you turd. We're going to go around and make two two props each. Two props each. And then we'll check back after the game. The only guideline is it can't be something that hangs in the air beyond the game. On Sunday night after the Super Bowl, these will all be decided definitively. Mm. Uh, so that's where we're going <laughs> to so go. So, Mark, uh, actually, oh, wait, this was Dan. Shockingly, it looks like a Mark pick. With the White uh, House you, one? you can't have one where we'll not have an official White House visit. I came so close <laughs> on that one. <laughs> that, it took too long. If you ever could have gotten out. that right, it would have been too long like, to find out. Because if the Falcons would have just closed out their 28 3 lead, they weren't <laughs> going. They were not going to the White House. But the Pats might be the only team that does. So I'm not going to go down that road again. All right, Patrick, get us going. Your first prop. All right. Facing the Philadelphia Eagles' number one rush defense, Deion Lewis will have more rushing yards than both LeGarrette Blount and Jay Ajayi. Combined? Not combined. Oh, okay. Then either of them, then. Either of them. He'll have the most rushing yards in the game. I mean, I'll take you. Doesn't LeGarrette Blount run for six yards every Super Bowl he plays in? They put him on ice and go with the receiving down bat. <laughs> it was a big fumble last year. Definitely got the game He's been, started. He, he was terrible poorly. in both I mean, Super Bowls. For the rushing Patriots. yards. Rushing yards. I'll yes, take you up. I mean, it's a going against the number one rush defense in the league. Uh, Blunt or who? 
or Ajayi. Or Ajayi. Both of the Eagles. Well, I, I'm going to not take you up on it just because Deion Lewis is the favorite of those three to get the most snaps in my mind and the most rushing attempts. So I would give him a, a little bit of an edge. I mean, those guys split it up. A good one. This is a good one because I believe Deion Lewis is due for a big game. I love the way he's been playing. He didn't do as much versus Jacksonville. Yeah, they really but, shut him down. But definitely Ajayi and Blunt have the better matchup. I, I'm not going to take you up on it. I, I kind of see Deion Lewis having a big game. Uh, I will take you up on it. I think Deion Lewis will have a good game, uh, but it would be like more of the multi-purpose variety. Could approach 100 total yards would be my guess. But Ajayi maybe breaks off one and he approaches 100. We'll see. I don't know. Good one, though, because you lured me in a little bit. I feel vulnerable. Right that was now. a goal. Yeah, good job. Mark, you're up. All right, uh, let's see here. I've got a bunch. Okay, only four players in NFL history have put up 160-plus yards receiving in the Super Bowl. Chris Hogan will become the fifth. How okay. many? How many? I will take you up on that. 160. Yeah, yeah I, got I got you. He's done that once you. in his career. I'm fine with it. I just kind of have a feeling he's going to have a big game. I will take you. I, I got you on that one. Uh, Mark famously does not like sandwiches. Loves to give them away. <laughs> I don't, I so don't need I, to have them. So. I'll take you up on that. There you go. Uh, it's not certainly Hogan could have a breakout game. Well, yeah, you have two big plays you, and have that. You know, I mean, he hasn't you, been the same really though since he got hurt. That's no, true. he hasn't done too much. But I like how I think the one thing New England does is like, oh, we haven't really heard a lot from Chris Hogan, and so we'll probably hear from everyone else. And then it's like they always seem to unravel in, in this, the biggest stage. They have one player blow up. Yeah, mm, you know? the what That's why I love... Uh, that's what everyone thinks it's going to happen. That's why I love Mark, because he could have thrown out 125 yards, and we all would have taken up that. <laughs> but he's just like 160. I, why not? I have a terrible record, but I like to shoot for the skies with these things. Um, all right, I'm up. I got Tom Brady, a Super Bowl MVP. You guys got the field. Wait, but you picked the Eagles to win. This is kind of different. Who's the most likely guy to win MVP? It's probably Tom Brady, so I'm giving you guys the field. Well, Greg, you've said that none of this analysis means anything. We can't possibly know anything, so Dan's just getting in the That's spirit. That's true. Of it. That's true. <laughs> well, I, I like, for whatever reason, even though it's sort of not logical, I like all my picks to just be consistent within the show. So I picked sure. the Patriots to win the game, so then I would pick Tom Brady to win the MVP, I'm and then I won't I, take you up. Don't yeah. lord your philosophy over Dan. No, I'm saying my uh, That's my philosophy. You're a very noble man, Greg. I'm explaining why I'm not taking the field, which I usually love. I'm not taking you either. I'll take you, Dan. All right. I'll take That's a lot of guys. The field's the play. It's always the play. This is like, this would be like me betting that Michael Jordan isn't going to be the MVP versus the Jazz in 98. I'm taking Brady. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, so I got one sandwich on the line, so we're we're one-on-one right now. I like that. That's good. All right, Greg, you're up. You're really covered now either way. If Patra loses, he has to make a sandwich in his apartment and send it to you. (laughs) I'll air air mail. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nasty Nick Foles, throwing for Ooh, over. I like that nickname. Is that new? I just made it up. That's a good one. <laughs> over, he's throwing for over 300 yards against the New England Patriots. I will take you on that. Over 300? Over 300. I'll take you on that. I'll take you on it. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. People not in the room right now. He's throwing right-handed and left-handed. I mean, he had the, I'm not, boom, I'm not going to. I think he's going to get yards, and I just don't think they're going to score. I mean, he had the game of his life. In his most three. recent game, and he only threw 350 in that game. More likely that we see Nate Sudfield in this game than Nick Foles throws for three. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know, part Why of is my, that so outlandish? Part of my thinking is, is you know, there's multiple routes to 300. Might not be the best news for the Eagles if he throws for Nate Sudfield by benching? Is that what you're suggesting? Anyway, like, 
Wes hates players, it even you like presented get a injured every Nick Bowles, uh produces. Uh, this could be a Blake Bortles garbage type situation. <laughs> Who many, knows? How many 300 yard like games does Nick Foles have in the last four years? Like the <laughs> Nick Foles and his like great grandfather did something to the Wesleyan family like three generations ago. <laughs> they showed me the game tape. Uh, Wes, you're up. As everyone knows, one of the most amazing stats in the Belichick Brady era is that in seven Super Bowls, they have never scored in the first quarter. Like, not even a field goal. The Patriots will score a touchdown in the first quarter of this game. They're due. That's a shocking stat. It's incredible. I'll take you on that because in these Super Bowls, a lot of times, you know, they feel each other out for a little bit. And the Patriots, in general, in this playoff run, have they scored in the first quarter yet? Yeah, they scored a field goal on the opening drive against the Jaguars. Okay. Uh, I'll take you up on it. I'm going to take you as well because the Patriots like to defer, so they might not get the ball first. Hmm. I, I'm going to play this game by what I'm rooting for, so I am not going to take you up on that because I want them to score a touchdown. I'll take I don't you because root I'm against taking that. almost every one of these outside of Brady MVP. It's a good policy. All right, one more round. And just so everyone knows, remember, gogetmylunch.org, run by the great Nick Fortier, not only has tracking these props – but also all-time props. There's also a soundboard on there. Really well mm. done. Uh, uh, Nick Nick's the man. So check out gogetmylunch.org. All right, last time through. Look at Patrick. He's got a grin on his face. He's got yeah. something cooking over I there. I think I'm only going to get one, and I better get one. Dan Hansis, ATN Insider, will not break any news in the locker room after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a challenge, sir. <laughs> What's our bar? Well, yeah, well yeah. hold on. Is, is, that, is he calling it breaking news right. or like <laughs> right. the rest of society? The rest Patrick of society. No, no. Who, Patrick who, should decide. Who is the arbiter yeah. of the whether it's breaking news or not? Because it's that's definitely a Somebody judgment should, call. That's up to him to figure out. And you guys do agree. I'll just break the news and you decide if it's news or not. I like how you're already assuming you're going to break the news. Every year. Right. Well, now you're going to steal Tom Brady's jersey just to have news. Because now you could just like talk to Chris Hogan and he could be he could say like, I'm you know, I'm going on vacation next week. And you could call (laughs) that breaking news. No, I mean, like almost almost to the level of what you did last year. Okay. That's like a once in a career scoop, though. Yeah, if it's if it's if it's that sort of a level, (laughs) then I'm taking you up on that. Michael Bennett questioning your manhood does not count as breaking news. I don't know. I'm not deciding. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with not breaking news on that. So if that's the level, you got to be above Michael Bennett. Can I bet against myself? Well, I'm saying you will not. So. Oh, I agree with you. (laughs) I'm gonna try though. I promise you, I'm gonna try because obviously it's my job. But But I don't think I will. Daddy wants sandwiches. Do. I want my. This is a game. This is the game, son. How about that? the game. You don't even touch yourself. <laughs> Respect if I the game. take it in the direction where I believe that you will, yeah. will you try? I just said I'm going to try. Well, then I, I'm going to. I think he's going to break some news that's going to get at <laughs> least one that, one media request from someone outside of NFL. I think that would qualify that, that as breaking qualify. news because that's what happened okay. last year. I think yeah. at least something he does, it's going to get a request from someone outside of our media. Umbrella and that and I will win because that's that fair. will happen. What if I, I like become news like I punch that's out Stephen sure, Gaskowski or something? Yes, that counts. If you Absolutely. pull that off, that would be weird. I don't think you can. I don't think you can take Gaskowski down with one punch. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Sneaky big. Um, I will take that one. I don't think he's breaking news. Yeah, so you're not taking. <laughs> so you don't take it. It is a little confusing. 
I feel like Colleen. So do you have any sandwiches on this then? Just the one. Just the I one. I got one. My okay. goal was to get one. It wasn't from the person I expected it. Okay. You've no faith in yourself, Dan. No, I just Mark it's has hard always to believed do. in you. It's hard to do. I did it once in my whole career in the industry. So it, you could know. have done it twice. It's like Nick Foles throwing for three fifty and four touchdowns on Sunday. It's probably not gonna happen again. Mark? All right. Uh all right, so NFL Films legend Steve Sable. I've been seeing this ad a hundred times this week in the hotel. He has not been with us for the past few Super Bowls, obviously, but he once called the helmet catch the greatest play the Super Bowl has ever produced, in his words. Whether or not you think that's true of the Super Bowl since, I'm going to say that I'm putting sandwiches on the fact that we come out of Super Bowl 52 with a play that instantly gets a nickname and tops the helmet catch. I'll take you. I will take that. Yeah. I mean, uh, do we have it? Are you actively rooting yeah. against yourself? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I it's like, need to are win you these parlor games. Yourself? I, if I ever got this right, here's the thing. If I get one of these things <laughs> wrong, it's like, no, I think Mark honestly. Mark sandwich is best to have. He, got, he, got he over, By the way. He got overtime in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and everyone was the same jibber-jash coming at me about that one. Listen, <laughs> these things happen sometimes. It's like. So and so is going to have forty-one yards rushing. Oh, look at me! I want a sandwich. Who cares? But here's the shoot, thing: shoot, shoot go big. Come here's on. the thing: in the one year that you got one of these right, you still didn't win any sandwiches aggregate because you also said there won't be a Super Bowl fifty-one winner last year, <laughs> and that Lady Gaga will do something that immediately qualifies as legitimate breaking news look, beyond the sports world. Look, the thing is, you're remembering what I did. Well, I, I don't remember any of you. Oh, so. I'm dropping the hammer. I'm checking Nick Fortier's site. Mark, Mark is kind of an agent of chaos in this game, and I think it's good to have an agent I of like chaos. I like it because Mark knows he's you know, got the New England Patriots side to winning the lock-off trophy, and that feels good going into Sunday. So he's playing with house money. All those sore feelings, know, Mark. Could... You're in a great position right now. One game lead with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in your corner. That's pretty nice. I have a weird feeling about the Super Bowl, so I don't feel as confident about the Patriots as weird. I think. Has there ever been a big game you didn't have a weird feeling about? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, because we're never near these people, these players and coaches, and then suddenly we are for a week, and it, I do feel influenced. I, I, you, it, get, it puts weird stuff in your minds. All right, this one connects with my game pick on this podcast, but not on the video show. Oh, the video show's up uh, tomorrow, Friday. Check it out, nfl.com slash... ATN video. <clears throat> I believe that Nick Foles will have a passer rating north of 88, as I said earlier. And to do that, you need to accrue some passing yards and throw maybe a couple touchdowns. Zach Ertz, player I, I, I like quite a lot. Nelson Aguilar, become a playmaker this year. We talked about how he might do some damage in the slot. Even if you do slot over Ma- Malcolm Butler, who is not some guy that can never be beat. Those two men go over 160 yards combined. So, like, they pull a Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. They go full Hogan. But the two of them, they combine to go Hogan. They combine to go Hogan. Yeah. I'll go. uh, I'll take you up on that. I'll go under. I'll take you as well. I'll take you. I think that's, you know, I think you could have a future in, you know, prop bet making because I feel like that's right around. <laughs> that <sounds sad>. Yeah, <laughs> that feels like it's right around the right the right number. You there. know my well, li- your cards right. I know. You know my life took a sad turn <laughs> if I'm in like some like dark apartment on the outskirts of like in Henderson, Nevada. Like, <laughs> all right, gotta get my props in before <laughs> I go to Jack in the Box. Licking your fingers before you separate <laughs> your dollar bills. I'll take you up on that one. Oh, that's up. a big one. That that could decide uh, some things. I'll take you. Up. Uh, Greg, you're up. 
So everyone took me. Is that the first one that's been? Mm-hmm. Which oh. is strange. Cause, yeah, because that's All a right. it's right on the edge. I uh, I'm bored by this one. How about <laughs> Greg uses his? No, no, I got a new. Weren't supposed to. Yeah, weren't supposed to tell the listener that. But. No, no, I mean my, the the ones I had written down. How about that? Doug Peterson will have a terrible challenge that fails, and everyone agrees. We call that a terrible challenge. We call that Marvin pulling a Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. He, we, so we'd widely agree that that was a disastrous. I mean, it, decision he could him. have a failed challenge that it was like, oh, that was close. You know, that wasn't crazy. But he'll have a challenge to cost him a timeout. Like and, even and the announcers lead, are questioning lead to why scoring. He did. What if it happens when it's three three in the second quarter? Does that that counts? If it's a, a if, it, if it's a terrible challenge, it's a terrible challenge. I'll take you on that. Okay. This is this is kind of challenging because Greg famously has very strong opinions on in-game coaching decisions. <laughs> famously, yes. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, he's like really big on clock management at the time of the play and challenges, whereas I'd never have like really strong yeah. opinions on that kind of stuff at the time. Um, <laughs> it's a weird but, one. But I'm, I'm what you people don't realize is... Another one? Yeah, Doug Peterson <laughs> has his own Ernie Adams in his ear, Ooh. and he rarely makes mistakes in coaching situations. I will take you up on this. So you're saying it does happen. I'm saying it happens in a big I'm spot. saying it won't happen. I'll take you up on it. I'm Sandwich. saying it won't happen either. You got everyone. There we go. That, that's, that's another big one. Mike right. Lombardi agrees with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, close it out. Either Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth will specifically use the word goat in reference, reference to Tom Brady at some point. That one won't work because we're not going to hear the telecast. Our, our fans will be. Oh, let us true. know on Twitter. Are you sure you want like 400 people or more? Like that's, no one's gonna take you up on this no, anyway. Yeah. So I it totally think they'll he use will. that 100%. by the end of the first that's quarter. Be an o in the pregame. You think Al Michaels is gonna use the word goat? Yes. yes. Yep. I like, bet Collinsworth I, definitely will. 100. percent Because it doesn't even have to be his opinion. He could say that. Oh, Eagles players. You know, they know him as the goat or Patriots players. I just think it's so synonymous with Tom Brady now, isn't it? I just don't picture Al Michaels using that word. <laughs> but you got Chris too. What about Michelle? No, it has to be either Michaels or Collins. Al tries to get kind of cool with the lingo. He does. He does. I, I think Collinsworth is a shoe-in to say it maybe even multiple times. Because he's folksy? He is a bit folksy. I'm going to stay away from this one. Because then we're also we're going off the, the listeners, and I love the listeners. Mm. Well, but don't, I, 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 how about this? Don't crowd. Don't don't come after us after the game with the goat thing on Twitter. Dan, yeah. I'm all about interacting with the listeners. Yes, you're very good with that. I like to get that. them involved. That's very. They want to be a part of the show. I know, and I love having them a part of it. But if nobody's going to take me up on it, then they're not <laughs> going to be involved. <laughs> well, you got to throw out something. Somebody's got to fall on the sword. You got to throw out something a little more risky. I've fallen on enough swords during this game. I have a sense. <laughs> Hoisted on my own petard. <laughs> That's right, the way Wes. to play it. That's the way to play. That one didn't work out for you, but there's a lot to track. We're all very excited now for Super Bowl 52. The next time you hear from us, oh, yeah. It will be Sunday night, often imitated, never duplicated. It's our Super Bowl recap show taped from, we're the only podcast that's doing this, I can guarantee you, from U.S. Bank Stadium, the site of Super Bowl 52. Uh, The heroes will be there uh, to offer our dispatch on this game. And um, so we're very I love Tom Brady. Yes, and Scott Zolak doesn't survive this game. I've got a feeling if Brady does win another MVP, Zolak's head explodes in this game. That's what she said!
We've got. <laughs> Wait a second. That's a good one. What was that one? Two items of housekeeping. Yes. You need to thank someone. Oh, yes, of course. Ryan Kahn's great man spotted uh, me, Mark, and Patra at the Mall of America, and he works for a fine clothing company, Hammermaid. And uh, he said, go down to Hammermaid. We'll take care of you. And they certainly <laughs> did. We love free stuff. You know that. And uh, so, Ryan, so many great listeners, and we've a lot of people have come up mm. to us, and everyone is so cool and nice. So um, as much as I uh, about um, the tweet up, I love our listeners, <laughs> and especially Ryan because he gives us free stuff. You'll have a chance to show that love Friday evening. Check my Twitter account at Chris Wesling and around the NFL. We'll have details on where the meetup is. If you mm. see my tweet, feel free to jump in with a recommendation on where we should meet up, and I'll announce it at some point on Friday. And one quick thing. We mentioned that we got that TGI Friday's gift certificate. The gifts just keep rolling in. But along with Mr. F, it was Charlie Barker, Graham Hackney, and John Richer, and their, their lady partners and wives. Their lady partners. Well, there were multiple people named, but this was the list I drummed up right here. So thank you for that. We'll awesome. enjoy it this weekend. We are the best listeners in the world, so thank you so much. And um, Speaking of the listeners, yes. we will have a trophy when we get back to California. It's a lock off so we'll oh, be yeah. waiting for yeah. the heroes when they touch down in Southern California. Uh, assuming w- the world still exists. I'm, I'm surprised there's no end-of-the-world prop for me this year, Mark. This feels like a good year with the asteroid passing it's by. A little, a, it's a little bit tired. I've done that in multiple, in multiple ways, and yeah. I don't think it's going to happen this time. I've lost I've lost that bet now. Really going out on a limb. Five or six times. I thought you were saying I, I lost hope. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, lost hope. Really Things going are, out on a limb. No, I've lost this hope. time, it this, won't be the end of the world. It's just really going to keep going on day after day, month after month, the same old And thing. it's it's really a catch-22 because... <laughs> He's so disappointed. Yeah. There's not going to be some great thing that like alters our reality. It's just the same... Same old thing. Inevitably, Keep though, going be- Monday through Sunday, because this is the one year <laughs> that you, that you don't pick it, it will be the end of the world. Well, and no one will be caring about but sandwich. Un- yeah, unfortunately, point, you, so. you'll never collect the sandwiches either way. I don't think if the world ends, I'm going <laughs> we'll to care be about sandwich. I mean, so. you've had 700 billion straight days of the world not ending. It's due to end <laughs> at some point. Um, all right, what do you say we go down to Fridays and start you know, cutting into that deficit? Some work to do. We got some work to do. So let's get to work. You can have one drink game. before work. I've been to arm twisty. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Stan Hans is signing off for Kevin Patrick coming at you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, the Sizzler, the Mailman, the Old Boss, and Lindsey Fulton with the blue hair behind the glass. Till Super Bowl Sunday! Woo! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.